Welcome to Digging Into a Bible. Hey, hey, welcome to Digging Into the Bible. My name is Jim Barnard. This is a production of Tiller Coaching. All right, well, it's day 13. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Yesterday, we saw how the first church, this body of believers, had everything in common, and that is so cool. But even better than that, uh, they, they had no need. They took care of each other's needs. They would sell their belongings, their possessions, their property to take care of each other's needs. Uh, this was the ultimate circle environment where they saw each other, knew each other, cared for each other, loved each other, and took care of it. In fact, we saw how Barnabas sold a piece of property and brought all of the proceeds um, to the community, to the first church, and how beautiful and frankly how perfect um, to, to not have that kind of need. So with that as the backdrop, we, we see a very similar story to, to Barnabas, but just a little bit of a difference. So uh, let's go and dig in. This is Acts chapter 5, starting at verse 1. But a man named Ananias, with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property, and with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great fear came upon all who heard of it. The young man rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. All right, so the first logical question is, why did they need to die for this? Like, that seems like a little excessive. Like, isn't that their property? Isn't it their money? Don't they have the right to do what they need to do with it or what they want to do? And I, I mean, the answer is clearly yes. Yes, they do. Um, you know, Peter says as much when he says, and after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Like, if you need to use some of the money, like, check it out. We're about taking care of each other's needs. Like, do what you need to do. Um, But don't come in here pretending you're Barnabas. Don't come in saying, oh, we sold this and here's all the proceeds. Like, that lacks integrity. That's selfish. I think the better question is, is why did they need to do this in the first place? I mean, if if all of their needs are being taken care of, like, do do they really need to hold money back? The answer is no. Like, I kind of get this view that they're in the midst of perfection when there's like no needs, you know, that are being left unmet. Um, I mean, think of childhood. Like for many of us, childhood was full of days and months and years of having all of our needs met. And it it was perfect. Like we should have cherished it. Just cherish it. I mean, perfection, absolute perfection when we have no needs. And there's two examples um, out of the Bible that I just want to call back to where 
um, you know, selfish desire broke perfection pretty profoundly, and it always caused separation. The first one's pretty obvious. It's the Garden of Eden. I mean, Adam and Eve had, had no need. They were in perfection. They were in paradise. And yet, the one rule that they had, eating the fruit of the tree, uh, they, they broke it. It was selfish desire, and they were banished from the garden. There was separation immediately. The second example is in Joshua 7 where um, Joshua, or the, um, the Israelites have crossed over the Jordan River into the Promised Land. This is a land of milk and honey. This was a place where th they had no need. In fact, God was taking care of everything they needed. Uh, you know, one great example is the city of Jericho that needed to be, um, you know, taken down. And literally all they had to do is walk around the city seven times, blowing on their horns. And God toppled the city. He took care of that need. And yet, this man Achan took from the, 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 the town, from the rubble, um, this treasure. And he buried it in his tent. And this selfish desire was exposed. Um, even though he didn't have need, he did it anyways. And he was uh, immediately separated. He was killed. And so, yeah, there's precedence. Uh, I, I know that we don't live in perfection. Like, that's pretty obvious. Um, I think there's there's times where fe things feel more like perfection, where things feel like, oh, I, I don't have need. All of my needs are being met. And I, I, I don't care what season we're in. Um, if we are, um, you know, living with selfish desires and, and um, playing that out in our life, it's not going to end well for us. But the closer we are to perfection, the more our needs are met, the more it doesn't make any sense and the more damaging selfish desire is on us. And so, um, yeah, that's what I have for today. Uh, thanks so much for watching. Thanks for listening. I will see you tomorrow as we continue on with Acts chapter 5. I'll see you then.